Everyone eats out every day, but people don't think about how food arrives on the plate. This is Grounded, and I'm Lauren Mitchell. Join me as we delve deep into the challenges, expertise, and experiences of professionals and innovators in the food service industry. Grounded is powered by the Buyer's Edge Produce Division. Our mission is to provide innovative solutions and excellent service to food service operators. Hey friends, well, I can't believe it's been a full year of the Grounded podcast. I'm really excited to give you today's show, which is just a compilation of some of the best guests from the year based on the variety of experiences that they have shared and covered. First, I want to thank each of these guests just for giving me their time and putting themselves out there and sharing all of the wisdom that they did. I just hope that you can gain a splash of each of the episodes through this visit today and feel free to go back and, of course, watch the full episode for any of these guests. So without further ado, I give you the best of 2023. I'm excited to give you this slice from Byron Theodore, the VP of Quality Assurance for Inspire Brands. I was so honored to have him on as a guest. What a great individual. You, If you meet anyone who knows Byron, they will just smile from ear to ear as far as just his manner and just his appreciation for the suppliers he works with. And I think that's what you'll get out of the episode with him. He talks about how his key ingredient is a process-oriented program centered around great partnerships with suppliers. And he has this thing that he calls what gets measured gets done. He talks about metrics for your suppliers and one of the many ways those in procurement and FSQA roles for any commodity can ensure that all ingredients meet regulatory standards is, again, just setting those expectations and metrics up front with your suppliers. Inspire Brands, as you may or may not know, which includes Buffalo Wild Wings and Arby's and Sonic and Duncan, they have such a fun time coming up with limited time options on their menu, call it LTOs. So he talks about how they're able to tighten up the launch period for these. So for those of you in supply chain that are wrapped around a concept that likes to push LTOs, this is a great person to reach out to in regards to that. And then he talks about how to bring it all together quickly. Also a brand that's on a path for tremendous growth. He talks about how you can incorporate scalability to your supply chain just for best practices with that. Again, what a great episode, Byron Theodore with Inspire Brands. The proactive approach to food safety, for example, like HACCP and its prerequisites, FISMA, food defense, to go through a few of the items. Going back to what we talked about before, being consumer-driven, uh, consumer-focused. Consumers are so much better informed and educated about what they consume. So mm -hmm. we have to be ahead of the game and have the ability to provide quick and accurate data just to allow them to make sure that they're making the best possible choice with respect to their eating habits. Learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, we have challenges throughout the day, you know, things that we can't control, whether it's weather that may control some of the crops that may cause supply chain issues. It may be a, a war in Russia and Ukraine, you know, so a lot of these pressures and supply chain issues, we're faced as, you know, across our industry every day. And, you know, you have to have a calm approach, be very strategic and just lean into those challenges. Uh, learn from your opportunities. That's something that's, that's important. Be flexible. 
The next clip you're going to hear from is with Jacqueline Howard. She's got experience with top brands like McDonald's and Starbucks. So there's a lot to be learned in the conversation with her. Very knowledgeable, experienced, and a true professional. She has since retired, but talks about the dynamics of all the decisions she had to make in joining an international brand that actually required a move outside of the U.S. and how she incorporated her family and the decision-making of that. I think that's just great for any working mom to, to hear and understand. I just love how she goes into the detail about exploring the path of your product, but also how to bring your team members into this with you and how that really supports their roles too. So again, always looking outside of yourself to bring team members into visits and shows and experiences, especially when it takes you into the field so that they can really begin to connect the dots as well. There is so much to be gained from this episode, hard to just draw it down in, in a minute or two. So highly recommend and enjoy this clip from Jacqueline Howard. I think the biggest thing any company can do, small crises or large, is to decide your crisis management team, first and foremost, and then you're running the business team. Now that we're kind of out of COVID, sort of, it's really important, and we did this during COVID, is to test your contingency plans. We discovered a lot. And go back and say, are we resilient enough? Do we have a backup plan? Um, and if not, and it's not a critical item, maybe that's okay for now. But for your core critical items, they're essential to your brand. Are you resilient to stand the next crisis? So as I finished up my senior year, I realized I didn't want to work in a laboratory, nor did I want to go through seven plus more years of torture being a physician and going through residency and all the things I, I noticed that people that were pre-med were going to go through, but I just love the major and the idea of solving problems and fascinated with the human body as a, um, a beautifully made machine. So I still say stay very close to all the innovations in biomedical engineering and the like, but decided that wasn't where I wanted to end up early in the um, disciplines emergence. So I ended up getting my MBA was blessed with another full fellowship to go to University of Delaware. Then I was uh, recruited uh, to move to um, the McDonald's organization in Chicago. McDonald's is a well-known brand, but I had no idea about the machine behind the brand wow. and the economies it, it created in industries and globally. So that was extremely developmental for me, uh, spending 19 years doing that role between just being a very kind of entry-level buyer and dealing with different categories like bakery and oil and potatoes and the things that you all know McDonald's for. So Stephen Crouch was actually one of the very first guests I interviewed. It didn't launch first, but man, I was so nervous in this interview and it's so interesting to go and look back. But I have this he has a very great mindset when it comes to just sourcing ingredients and understanding the components to cost in each ingredient. Currently with a brand called Firebirds, he's been with them for a long time, and they are a scratch kitchen concept, and that is very important to them too. So sourcing those whole raw ingredients and making sure that the flavor is executed all the way down to the plate. Great conversation with Mr. Stephen Crouch. One thing that I've learned over the past is that I really prefer working you know, with a group that believes in a high quality statement. When you start to understand the ingredients being used in a specific dish, it kind of goes back to the core of, you know, a recipe. And uh, a lot of concepts take a different approach to that. And 
That's that's great. But the shiny thing doesn't always, you know, portray the message that you're trying to relate to the guests. And that's what keeps us grounded here. Probably, um, you know, kind of going back to to being kind and gracious and and just really owning what you're doing. I've got some pretty good uh, specific background in, in different categories. And I think that once you have that understanding of, of those ingredients and so forth, they just kind of carry on and you can brush up on, you know, what's going on. So I think for, you know, like a category manager specifically, you know, just really owning those ingredients, you know, from the ground up all the way through the supply chain, you know, staying updated on, you know, what's going on within those. And then I think, you know, really the other last thing is, is, is being open-minded enough to listen because you'll always learn something if you, if you just be quiet for a moment and listen to, you know, what people say, you, there's so many different things that you can pick up from, from different conversations if you listen. All right, this next clip is with Christy Kingree, VP of Supply Chain for Tropical Smoothie Cafe, and just an amazing human and personality. Those of you who know her know exactly what I'm talking about. She keeps it real. She's very smart, very bright. She talks about the great evolution of supply chain and how it's actually an advancement in its own right that people know what supply chain is following COVID and how you know, it's a connected system of organizations, information, and resources. And again, this goes back to the importance of relationships to support that. She talks about the access and strength of data and how that's impacted the advancement of supply chain. And then she just goes into the brand in general. Tropical Smoothie Cafe has more than smoothies on its menu and burgers and sandwiches and salads. But it's also one of the unique smoothie concepts to still be sourcing all fresh ingredients for categories like bananas and strawberries that people would normally go IQF. That is very challenging to do, and they've done an incredible job doing it, especially with over 1,200 cafes nationally. So very episode for those um, in or out of the industry just to understand how she's able to execute this and work with a phenomenal team in order to do so. Christy Kingry with Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Innovation is really important to our franchisees. It's really important to our brand. It's provides a source of something new and exciting to our guests. And so we are always looking to, to push the envelope and do things there. What we strive to find is the healthy balance between you know, it's new, it's rare, it's exotic, it's exciting. Our guests want it with supply chain bringing us back down to earth. We've got to have shelf life on it. Hey, we can't do this in March because the growing season is in the summer. Um, and in March, you're not going to get good sweet fruit. Um, so you want to do it in June or July. We work together as a team to really kind of develop out these concepts and what really makes sense. I don't have a best secret. This is what this is what's great is that it's not a secret. Like honestly, my winning combo is one, you work hard and two, you treat people well. And that's it. It's not grand. It's not sexy. It's just the basics. And and when you can hit hard on the basics and deliver the basics, you can go far and do a lot. So it's not all about like 
buzzwords and this new cool thing and being innovative. And those are all nice things, but it's really, you know, be easy to hire, be easy to work with, be a good employee, be a good team member, be a good peer, you know, be willing to roll up your sleeves and just freaking work. You know, there's, there's a belief that like when you're an executive, you know, you sit at your desk and you tell people what to do. And like, that's not true. It's definitely not true in supply chain. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you some of those things that I've done that were not things that I would think that would be part of my job, but I think it just, you know, that's really what it comes down to. So no secrets here, just, just nail the basics. On this next bit, you will hear from David Cox, a true legend in the industry. His episode is actually great for those in and out of the food service industry as he is a great leader in business principles and understanding just how to make teams work and really build a high-performing team. I spoke with people, said things like I'd follow him wherever he would go as far as just wanting to be close to him as a leader. There's so much to be learned from, from his episode. He tags the slogan, growing, growing, gone. This is something that he uses with all his employees as far as just wanting to make sure that they are constantly on a track for progress and growth. Don't we all want that? It's just an amazing, amazing leader. He also goes into just relationships and how important they are into supply chain. So he covers how having these relationships are of value as far as just being able to share information, knowledge, and even just problem solving through crisis. So listen to this episode. I highly recommend David Cox. Thanks again for coming on, David. What I've learned through the years and more so in later years is you can pretty much tie any issue or concern or challenge back to communication. And then either that's what created the issue or you haven't helped uh, diffuse the issue. You cannot over-communicate. You just have to communicate, figure out why this topic is important, who's it important to, and then make sure that you're um, communicating properly and timely and all those kinds of things. You have to stay focused on the key priorities that's going to make the business better, um, more efficient, you know, whatever the case is. The, the challenge is, this is it, especially been true in the last two years, is you get sucked into the day-to-day -day and then you go down this day-to-day -day rabbit hole of challenges and you're solving for and you're making things happen and all that other stuff gets pushed to the side for periods of time. And so, you know, just carving out time to really focus on what's important, you know, key priorities to keep that going. Um, cause if you keep theoretically, it's going to make your day-to-day -day easier or better. Right. And so if you just keep pushing that kind of stuff down the road, the day-to-day -day is just going to consume you. You're in for a real treat with this one. Kimberly Smith with Copia. I was very excited to have her personality on. I felt very easy to connect with her on this show. What a fun, fun opportunity to hear from a woman who came from data and tech into food waste management space and is really taking what she's learned to give back and uh, just a phenomenal service that they provide brands across the U.S. as far as redistributing their food waste and, and allowing it to work back for them. Highly recommend listening to this episode if you've got sustainability on your initiatives for 2024 and reach out to Kimberly Smith. She's a great, phenomenal person, just 
good to know in the industry as well. Why a business will proceed with a donation program is because of a number of reasons. One, there is a social and environmental impact, positive social and environmental impact that they make by donating their perfectly edible surplus food. They're building a more equitable foundation for their local communities. They are reducing their carbon footprint because they're diverting this food from landfill. And as we know, food in landfill is a number one methane emitter, which is 80 times more potent than carbon emissions, um, carbon dioxide as well. By accessing this data, not only do you get to make more intelligent purchasing and production decisions, you can set benchmarks to reduce the costs further upstream. Do something that brings you joy to, to kind of expound upon that. Like finding something that brings you joy doesn't help you sleep every single night soundly. It doesn't alleviate challenges, but it makes what you're doing more meaningful. And it's hard to do that. And it's certainly a privilege to be able to do something that brings you joy. But if you can find a way to make it work, highly recommend it. Um, and um, what else would I recommend? Recognize, have some self-awareness. But I think we offer an apology too quickly um, to make others feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. and, and by doing so, we lessen ourselves and our opinions and our, you know, value um, because the association is that we're in the wrong. And we do that instinctually to make others feel comfortable. And so if you could take a beat before you say that, and if it's warranted, do and do it sincerely, but, but also like recognize that you're not necessarily wrong for having an opinion or for, you know, making a decision that isn't necessarily, you know, status quo or popular belief. Um, stand firm in what you believe in. I'm so excited for this episode. You will listen to a little piece from Kevin Quant with the beloved brand True Food Kitchen. But Kevin's adventure into supply chain and procurement started in a wild fashion with the meal kit sourcing for Blue Apron. And he talks about his wild efforts up and down the Northeast, putting together the commodities to fit into the boxes. And for those who may or may not be familiar with this lane, you know, it's got to be very retail friendly as far as the produce where it's got to look good. And that is a difference between food service and retail commodity purchasing. And so he talks about that and just the different nuances with the weight per box. It's so interesting. Even if you're just a subscriber to HelloFresh or Meal Kit boxes, this is a really great inside look to how that business works behind the scenes. He's just also a very knowledgeable guy. Those of you that are in the industry, I'm sure have met him at an event. Really awesome human. And he talks a little bit about True Food Kitchen, where he's at now, and talks about sourcing with integrity and what this means in its essence and how it sets concepts like True Food Kitchen apart from other, specifically about their sourcing choices and production methods. Another similar guest in the same vein was Jared Cannon with Simply Good Jars, two great humans in the industry. We really apply our principles of how we source, which also includes guardrails for clean ingredients. It also includes guardrails for sustainability and the impact we have on this planet. And we apply that to as many ingredients as possible. And to me, that's when it starts getting into being something special where no matter what you order, 
what you try at True Food, it's going to have some attributes that we hope make it not only taste more delicious, but also have you feeling kind of good when you leave, right? You're maybe healthy or maybe more sustainable or just really scratch cooked and really, really special. So that's how the team operates here. And it's a collective effort and it has to be because if it can't just be me, it can't just be somebody on my team, everybody has to buy in. Attention is, is something that, uh, it's a gift and a curse, right? I can juggle a ton of balls, um, and cover a lot of ground. Supply chains complex. Sustainability can be complex, uh, day in and day out. So for me, I just have my system that I stick to every week, every day of what, what are the priorities for that day? And, uh, and kind of when I start to feel like, what am I doing right now? 10 people ran in here. I just had a meeting. I'm checking emails. I'm doing all this stuff at once, but am I actually moving what matters? And that's when I go back to my priority list that I put together to start the week. I actually feel like not sick, but like off. If I don't have my, my priority list set for the week, I, I, I feel off. So I go back to that and say, where am I? What am I doing? And then I reset. So for me, that's my go-to move that keeps me grounded. This clip is a very special one to me as Josh Hoyt was one of the first people I called when I had the idea to do a podcast for this industry. I wanted to elevate those that work in supply chain and procurement and make a lot of these challenging decisions behind the scenes. And I bounced it off him and just said, would you be against? And he said, yes. And that just meant, gosh, a whole lot to me, Josh. But he currently works with Solana and he's a great wealth of knowledge with distribution. This interview goes into just the basics with large volume categories and how they're best placed with a national program partner in order to leverage your volume. For those new in the industry, he discusses the importance and impact of networking and how this is best done. And then he just goes into the basics of a purchasing manager role and the best practices therein in terms of the data that you can lean on and some of the reports that you can draw from. A really good, solid conversation with Josh Hoyt. Enjoy. Having the vendor know our operation and, and understand what it is that we do and kind of what we're trying to accomplish. So if we have some, um, you know, business reviews a couple times a year, just like where we stand, what are we doing? How are you performing for us? How are we performing for you as a vendor? And really understanding that partnership. Um, those are the two critical things that I'm looking for, really consultative selling, a vendor that knows our, our business, wants our business, and then having consistency on the delivery side. I'm really social. I, I like being with people. I guess that's the sales side of me. Um, mm -hmm. Working with, is reaching out to my team members. Um, I've mm -hmm. got a great support system uh, within our company. Um, we've got top, top level um, directors. Um, as well as uh, say all of our training staff, but just being in the office and working with them and, and seeing their smiling faces and, you know, talk to them about um, opportunities or challenges and working through that. Um, just being in the restaurants and working with, with our teammates um, is, is something that keeps me excited and going um, and, and grounded, if you will. And there you have it. A few of my favorites from 2023, but really, truly every single guest this year has been its own unique product as far as what they've brought to the table, as it's just been an awesome opportunity to get to know their personality 
and the brand that they're close to, and also just some of how their experiences pre-career has informed how they're making decisions in this space that is wrecked with needing to make quick decisions and solve problems and explore challenges and think outside the box. So a big thank you to all the guests that came on. And for those listening, continue to like and hit the show notes for each of the episodes, a really great synopsis of some of the learnings and takeaways from each conversation there. And I wish you all a very happy 2024. And that wraps up another episode. We have covered a lot of ground today. Thank you for joining. For show notes and our most updated market report, visit us at groundedthepod.com. Grounded is powered by the Buyer's Edge Produce Division. Our mission is to provide innovative solutions and excellent service to food service operators by leveraging technology, talent, and an insatiable appetite to improve. 